Welcome back to the Up Before You podcast with me, Connor Mormon. We are here for episode 11, and I would like to introduce our new co-host, Gina DeLucia. Hi. Today we have a special guest from down here in Oxford, Mississippi, Frank Pace. Hello, Frank. What's going on? How are you doing today? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good. So you played some golf yesterday? I did. I went down to Grenada with my dad and a bunch of his friends. Uh, we play in something called the Redneck Masters uh, twice a year. We play 36 holes in a day, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Is that actually the name of it? We call it the Redneck Masters. Oh. Yeah, the uh, course is called Dogwood. Is it like a partner tournament? No, it, it's just uh, every man for himself. We play scats, which means like if the three of us are playing, if you two par and I birdie, I, I win that hole. So I get paid on that. And they call it the Redneck Masters because we do it in April and September and they play the Masters in April. We normally play the Saturday at the Masters. So you're like, you're like wannabe Masters. Wannabe Masters. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, cool. they, there's, there's no way any of us compete with them. <laughs> Cool. So, Gina, how does it feel to be back on the show? It feels great. Haven't been on in a while. After about three months off? Yeah. You ready to? I'm ready to go. All right. <laughs> so, Frank, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I grew up in Memphis. Um, well, in South Haven. Went to school up at Briarcrest. Uh, have two brothers. Played sports my whole life. Um, you know, then I... Uh, Joined the army, and I got finished with that. Um, came back to Memphis, and well, I'd say about three years ago, I moved moved down here to Oxford. So where did you go to school? And what uh, you played football at school, right? Yeah, I went to Northwest, which is in Senatobia. Um, played there for two years, then I. Went into Arkansas for a semester, hurt my shoulder, nothing, you know, I wasn't going to the NFL or anything, so I decided to hang it up and came back, uh, went to Ole Miss for a year, then I went to Memphis, and um, then after that I went into the Army. I think I was like 25, I guess, when I joined the Army. How much has Oxford changed? Oh, man, <laughs> Oxford has changed a bunch. I've had family here my whole life. Um, my grandparents moved down here. My granddad's from Philadelphia and my grandmother's from Brooklyn. And they moved down to Oxford, Mississippi, uh, which was a huge culture shock for them. Uh, but he helped uh, start the uh, ROTC program here. And uh, they fell in love with Oxford and they never left. Uh, you know, so my mom uh, grew up here and my aunt, my aunt still lives here. She has a bed and breakfast, and she does weddings and stuff out on her farm. Uh, Oak Hill Stables out off Highway 7. Um, but yeah, my dad played football here. Um, brother played baseball here for a year. Cousin went to law school here. My aunt cheered here. My dad's sister cheered here. I mean, everyone in my family has been a part of Old Miss or Oxford in some shape, form, or fashion. And uh, yeah, I remember growing up, and there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't hardly anything here. Like Jackson Avenue was kind of scarce, you know. There'd be a couple things, and um, you know, it, the, I think when I went to school here, there was probably like 
maybe 15,000 students. You know, now there's like almost 9,000 in the freshman class, I think, in there. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Um, it's gotten a lot bigger, you know. Um, it's a lot more crowded now, um, which isn't terrible, you know, but it, it, it's just different. It, it's lost that small town feel, I guess, that, that I used to know it as. Do you think it's going to keep growing? I think there's only, I mean, I think it's, it, yeah. I mean, because more people, more, the the word about Oxford is getting out, you know. I mean, it, it is, it's a great place to live. I love it here, um, you know, and, and that word is spreading, you know, so people people want that. So it was, when you were here, it was basically like just university? Was the yeah, main, pretty like much. The main it, it, it was, it was, uh. And I mean, I think even now the town is still run around the university, um, but I think it was more so back then. Um, you know, the Grove back when I was growing up, it was fun and it was it was, but it was a lot less low key. You know, I mean, it was a lot more low key. I mean, you know, like now there's like chandeliers and like all this stuff in yeah. there, which is cool. Yeah. You know, but it, it wasn't like that when I was growing up. Um, but. You know, I mean, that's that's part of growing, that's part of changing, and it happens. You know, you just kind of have to roll with it. For the Northerners, the Grove is where everybody tailgates at oh, the yes. Ole Miss football yeah. games, if you didn't know that. Yeah. Even people in the North know about the Grove. Yeah. The Grove is known worldwide, yeah. if, if you're a football fan. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, University Avenue, was that, like, the main road? Because everything there looks um, old. Yeah, well, no. you know, it, it was, but really... To me, and I mean, uh, like, I didn't grow up, grow up here. I came down a lot. But, like, to me, it was always about the square in Lamar, uh, north and south Lamar. Mm -hmm. That That's, like, where everything, you know. Um, university, I guess, was, like, you know, it had the restaurants and stuff like that. But um, I would say I spent all of my time growing up, like, either on the square at my grandmother's house or out of my aunt's farm. But um, if we did go out to eat, it would it would be on the square, you know, like there were the hardware stores and stuff and the Kroger and stuff out on university, but um mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so you went here and then what made you decide to go to the army? Um, well it's it's one of my friends died when like my best friend died when I was uh in college. And um every year on the anniversary of his death uh, myself, his brother, and a couple friends, we would go out to his gravesite and hang out and drink beer and just kind of shoot the crap. And, uh, you know, I hate being late, so I was, I was, I'm always the first one there. And um, That's not true. That is very true. Um, <laughs> every morning, who is in the morning? morning. <laughs> the I'm there before, like, y'all get there 45 minutes early. A coach and, will never beat me and, through Zoom. And, and you are not supposed to be there. <laughs> 30, except for 30 minutes before. That's a rule. I'm a rule follower. <laughs> but um, I was there early, and uh, his brother was, was the next one there. And we, uh, you know, I was like, where have you been? And he was like, I was at the Army recruiter's office. And, I, you know, I was like, man, I've been thinking about doing that too. And he was like, well, come up there with me tomorrow. And we did. And, uh, you know, they they... We talked to him. I th it didn't take much longer. I think, like, 
maybe three months after that first initial visit, we were we were shipped off. We were we were ready to go. So did you get shipped off with him? Yes. Um, we had signed up and we were trying to go throughout the entire basic training and every like all the schools that we had signed up for. We were trying to do that all together. Don't it can't, um, isn't that like a program that you can there do that is. now? I don't I don't know if I don't know if there is now, but there was then. Um and we get to 30th AG, which is like an in-processing in, in unit. You get there and uh, they give you all your uniforms, all your medical stuff. Gosh, and that was terrible. Like the first week we were there, everyone was deathly sick because of all the shots and immunizations. Oh, yeah. And then all the other germs from people like from different parts of the country, like all thrown into this little room and... You know, like, so everyone's, like, just laying in bed for a week. Like, you got to lay on your side because of the penicillin shot. It feels like you have a softball in your butt cheek. Like, you can't roll over. And it was uh, it was terrible. But um, I think we were there for, like, two weeks uh, in, in 30th AG. And, and they brought us out into this formation. And uh, they start being like, all right, you're going, you're going, you're going, you're going. And it got to me and, Steve, to and Steve, my buddy, to, to basic training, oh, okay. to start basic training. And, uh... Steve was right behind me in line and they picked me and not him. And we were like, we're in this program. And then I looked at him and he looked at me and they're like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just go. So I went a week before him. Yeah. Um, and we stayed in contact a little bit, but he ended up going to Fort, uh, where he, he went to North Carolina, Fort Bragg in North Carolina. And I ended up go after basic training in airborne school and I went to Fort Campbell. Um, which I'm kind of glad that, that we got split up so we could kind of do our own thing, not, not, not be influenced by each other to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was good. It was, um, it was, it was, it was weird for me because like there was only in, 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 in my, in, in my company, there was only, um, two or three other guys that had been to college and that were older and stuff. So, um, you know, like no one really knows what's going on there, but they look to me and the other two guys cause we're older, you know? And <laughs> it was just like, man, I don't know how to do this. I, I'm here just like you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you just figure it out and, um, you just go. When was this? What was the year? Uh, I reported to basic training, 6 6 of 2006. Oh, so this was like way post 9/11. Yeah. So So when was the first time you got deployed? I got deployed in let's see 6 yeah, I was uh I got deployed in 07. And I was there. So yeah. Yeah, the, like the end of 07, all of 08 and came back the beginning of 09. Where did you go? Iraq. Iraq. We, uh, being, being in the sniper platoon, like, they call you the whore of the battalion. Like, you get moved around wherever they need you. Like, like if there's something happening here, you move there. If there's something happening here, you move there. And, um, so what we would do, we, we, we kind of went and, like, built up little, little outposts that we stayed in. And once that area was deemed safe, they would start bringing more, mm -hmm uh more resources out there and stuff and then most of the time when the base got nice enough you know where you had all the amenities like like mm -hmm. all right y'all are leaving again and it's like you know so but it was fun man um you know the the, the guys 
I'd always played team sports, so it was good having like you know that team aspect and and believing in the people you were with because of all the training you put in beforehand, um, and kind of being left alone. We didn't have people watching over us the whole time. They'd just be like, "All right, we want you to do this." We made our own plan and went out and did it. Um, you know, and and kind of being left out there by ourselves. Uh, when we did have downtime, we got to we got to relax, we got to work out, you know, we got to play football, basketball, you know, and um, yeah, it it was it was it was a fun time. It was it's weird saying it was fun, but um, of course it was. It had it had its scary moments, but it was yeah. um, it was it was it was a good were you, time. Were you ever in Ramadi? No, no, it was not like the the worst city or like the um yeah i'm not sure uh when i was there solder city was where was 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 the bad was the bad spot um i think ramadi was down south if i'm not mistaken and we didn't get too far down south um i'm not positive about that though was it like were you later or was this early um still in the whole like iraq um when i got there it was still pretty hectic um not not terribly high, um, not as high as it had been in the war. But uh, by the time I left, it had, it had calmed down quite a bit. Um, Is that because of you? It was all because <laughs> of me. Like, I single-handedly ended the war in Iraq. You're welcome. <laughs> cool. So you went there twice or just once? No, just once. How long did you stay? 14 months. So you're there... Just straight for four. I got no. You get to come home for a mid to relief. I think it's like eighteen days, or bad. or you could like miss a flight and push it out a couple three days. They get mad at you. I mean, <laughs> what can they do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like everyone did. I mean, like people that have been on deployments before me told me, yeah. like, if you miss a flight, <laughs> it's okay. But I mean, I only did it for like two days. I think. So the whole time you're there, is it just like 110 degrees every day, or is there seasons? There, there are seasons, but they're short. Um, <coughs> it uh, actually snowed on us in Iraq. It was the first time it had happened in, I think, I think some elder in this village said it was the first time it happened in like 75 years. Um, and I mean, it wasn't like snow; it was like flurries. But still, we were on top of this house. Like we were actually out. I think it was like the second or third week we were out on this mission, and. We had uh, rented a house from this guy. We were just working out of this house, and you know we had to pull security every night and stuff. And of course, the night that it happened was my squad's turn to pull security, and we're up there on the roof. And I'm like, "Am I seeing things, or is it snowing on us?" Like, because <laughs> I mean, it gets cold. Like, I think it was like the end of December to like the like the the middle of December to like the middle of January. It gets kind of chilly, you know, I'd say like maybe in the 60s, 70s during the day, but at night it gets really cold. Um, I get, and, and especially for Iraq, it gets cold. But um, yeah, it, it, it snowed on us. Snow flurries. Yeah. But for Iraq, I mean, it was like a blizzard. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you come home, when did you start to get into like CrossFit and working out? Um, I didn't get into CrossFit until uh i mean when i got out of the army it get kind of dark for a little while um i uh you know kind of went down a bad road and um i got into crossfit um when 
I had, I had gotten out of treatment, I think the second time I went down to Florida for a sober living place uh, to live for a little while down in Delray Beach. And um, where is that? What is that by? Delray? Yeah. It's by Miami uh, in uh, West Palm. Like it's, it's yeah. in between West Palm and Miami, I think. Um, one of the guys working there did CrossFit, and um, I'd been going to the gym just kind of, you know, doing the basic bro man workout type <laughs> thing, and um, he kept on trying Gina to. Gina doesn't me. understand that. She always tries to ask me about it. What? Like what you do if you don't do CrossFit. Like, <laughs> What it's else pretty, is there? It's pretty much the same thing every day. She's like, so you just go there and like, just like, bend arm? Like, well, you do, you do what Tom did like the last like four or five months he was at the gym. Uh, you know, and, and he kept on trying to get me to do CrossFit and I was like, man, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm not doing that. And like, actually, like CrossFit came out when I was in Iraq. Like, uh, well, it started to get big, I guess, around uh, like, uh, 09, 08 and 09 when I was in Iraq. and Yeah, I was going to ask, were people um, doing it over there? Well, not not the CrossFit we have today. Like, uh, they they were doing some ring. Like, we, we uh, on one of the big bases in Iraq, somebody brought the gymnastic rings out there. And so there were people trying to do muscle-ups. <laughs> I was, like, I, it, it, it didn't look like a muscle-up. I'm like, how, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, but I mean, I didn't know what a muscle up was at the time either. But um, yeah, like uh, my my platoon leader uh, did it a little bit, and he tried to get us to do it. And you know, I mean, it's they all pretty much my entire platoon was all ex athletes. Like we knew how to do workouts for football and baseball and stuff, and we're like, that's retarded. What is that? Like, <laughs> and uh, come to find out, like two or three of us got into CrossFit big later on. You know, I mean that that workout rich was. Uh, the, it's a benchmark now, but that guy was in my platoon. He, he got he he went SF after we got back, and he got killed in action. Yeah, that's a new one, right? Uh, it, I think it came out this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the spring. Yeah, something like recently. that. What's it called? It's called Rich. Rich. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that was that was crazy to me when I saw that on the main site. Um, but yeah, finally, finally, I said yes, and uh, I went with him, and um. You know, I, I'm 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 pretty competitive. I, I don't like losing. Yeah. And uh, that first that first workout, I forgot what it was, but um, it, it hurt bad. I threw up everywhere, <laughs> and uh, so like for the first month after that, like I was, I, I mean, I was hooked after that. I was like, I love this. Um, you know, just the intensity that it had, and and me not being the strongest person in the world, I could still compete because it had athletic movements and, you know, and, um, endurance pieces yeah. and speed. And, um, but yeah, I had to work out either right next to the door or with a garbage can for about the first month. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to let Jake keep beating me. <laughs> so would you say that doing football in college helped you a lot in CrossFit later on? I think doing do, playing sports period will help. Mm -hmm. I mean, just for the, and, and, you know, I mean, not everyone doing CrossFit wants to be competitive with it and that's fine. But if being competitive is in your nature, I think CrossFit suits you perfectly because you can challenge not only yourself, but you can challenge other people. They can challenge you and, um, you know, you can beat your own time from last month. You know, it, it's, it, for me, it's, it's perfect. Um, you know, and it, 
all different ages and all different ability levels, you know, I mean, someone is going to be good at some workout, you know, and, uh, you know, so, and, and like I was saying before, it isn't just about being a big dumb animal and throwing around, like <laughs> doing, doing one rep maxes, and, you know, and, yeah. but yeah, I don't even know where that started from, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so when, when did you start to like really get into it then? Uh, I didn't really get into it until I came to Oxford. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I couldn't even do a, 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 a full squat snatch when, when I got to Oxford. I, I could only do a power snatch. Um, and until Matt and Haley kind of, kind of, you know, told me like, look, you're never really going to get better than what you are right now unless you start doing the fundamentals and, um, yeah, I mean, that's hard to hear at first, you know, like, like I could, I could squat snatch maybe 95 every once in a while, you know, I just, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of that was mobility and like, I didn't, I didn't want to kind of swallow the pride and, uh, be like, all right, I'm going to drop down to just working with a bar for a little while, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's when I started getting serious about it, I guess. And that's when I started seeing the gains and which made me get more serious about it. And Yeah. Yeah. What do you say? I did along with that. I just think it. You want to keep getting better. Like as soon yeah. as you start to get better, you just. Even if you don't want to be competitive going. against other people, like you said, yeah. you always want to get better. Absolutely. Because especially if you don't, if you don't, don't want to be competitive against other people, it's usually, and then you still want to, like, just see yourself like learn how to do new things. Yeah, I mean, you're there for a reason. Like especially if yeah. you're like an older person starting, like. To be able to squat or like do a burpee, like that's yeah, a, get full range. That's like of the equivalent to us competing with yeah. each other. Right. Yeah. So, do you ever want to get like really competitive and try to be a master, if that's even around anymore? That's uh, yeah, if if that's around anymore, you know, it. I do, but um, I mean, not really. But it, it's just, it's a, uh, it's hard. It's hard putting in that work. You know, um, it, it's. And I did it for a little while, and I saw a lot of gains. I saw myself getting better. I was eating right and stuff, and you know, um, it, it takes a toll, you know, on on your body. And I, I never wanted to ever admit that I might be getting old, you know. But you know, I, I think one of the best things that I've learned in CrossFit and, and in recovery is just because I can doesn't mean I should. Just because I can do this crazy long, terrible workout and then do another one later that day might not be the smartest thing for me. Like when I was 20, yeah. it, it wouldn't have bothered me, you know? Um, but yeah, just kind of learning to listen to my body more now. Um, and I honestly think that might help me if I ever did want to get super serious about it again. Um, you know, and uh, learning to rest, you know, let my body recover. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm never gonna count it out. Um, you know, I uh, I think I think it's something that 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 I will try. I don't know when. I'll, I'll probably wait until I get bumped up into that next age group. Yeah. You know, because I'm gonna be now. the yeah yeah because I'm gonna be the old guy in the young age group right now. Yeah. But um, once you're fresh in that older age, age group, yeah, that's yeah. that's your that's, 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 that's the honey spot. Yeah. Uh, Yes. When's the next one? Forty or thirty-nine? Forty. Yeah. So 40 if you started now, by the time you got to forty, yeah, 
mean, you know, and and I'm starting that new job on Tuesday, so it's gonna be weird in the afternoons, but uh, it, it's gonna work itself out. I can, uh, I'm definitely gonna make it work. But I mean, it's uh, it's just staying motivated when 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 no one else is around type thing, you know. Um, and and I'm I'm pretty so, like I'm I'm somewhat self motivated, but but I'm definitely more motivated when like you two are here. You know, um, you know, because things have changed at the gym, and uh, most people at the gym don't want to do what we're doing, and 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 that's fine. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it's it's, it's just uh, it's it's more fun to have people working out with you, yeah. even even if you two a holes are beating the brakes off me right now. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely easier to stay motivated when you have somebody suffering right yes yeah, absolutely and, and suffering and pushing you right um although i think gina needs help counting after that workout the yeah other i day. agree <laughs> there's no way count. she did all the 15 burpees gina, it's impossible gina can't count you guys can count next time <laughs> there's no way are we gonna stop the workouts yeah. counting you yeah we're gonna get someone else i mean to, you were stopping anyways right? <laughs> <laughs> that was low but yeah, self-motivation's big. Gina actually called me out on it the other day. When you weren't there, I was like, I don't really want to do anything. <laughs> like, I no. said, Connor, you cannot rely on Frank all the time. It's true. It's true. It is true, though. It's like, Dude, you that, really that morning it. was so weird. I'm not kidding. Like, I'd gotten up, got everything ready, and I sit down, I start petting Bella, and I wake up, and it's 7 o'clock. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, like, especially hard for lifting stuff. Yeah, because it's easy by yourself to like settle at a weight and be like, I'm yeah. not going Oh, I mean, even a Metcon settle at a speed, like yeah. like you know, not being super intense. It's uh, yeah, you know. I, don't I, know. I love this topic because I think it can go both ways. Like, you can, <laughs> somebody can either push you, or if you're working out with somebody else, you can go just so you're like a rep mm-hmm. in front of them, and then just stay there and just yeah. coast the whole time yeah. and not really be able to push yourself. I guess it just well depends. what. I think the the first time you were on the podcast, y- y'all were talking about mindset, and um, you know, I mean, that is so true in all aspects of life. Though I, I was I was talking to somebody, uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago, a, a guy that's kind of new to recovery, and and uh, you know, we were he had said something. He's like, I just don't know if I can do it. I don't think I can, you know, this other stuff, and. And I don't know why, but like, you know, Henry Ford's, uh, one of his famous quotes, the guy that started Ford Motor Company, and he was like, well, if you think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, that, that is so true. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, this guy revolutionized the, 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 the automobile industry, not, well, the manufacturing industry pretty much with the, uh, with the, what is it, the assembly line? Yeah, the assembly line. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure that was just some random thought that he had, and, and he just made it true because he thought he could do it. Right. The mind is powerful like that. It is. Both ways, good and bad. You know, I mean, like, like I mean, if you don't think you can hit this lift, chances are you're not going to hit it. Right. And Especially that is yeah. so true. Especially on the lift. Yeah. So true. Well, thanks for coming on today. Talking to us is good time. Good times, good times. Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you next week.